Hey everyone, welcome to the Online Course Master Show where you learn how to create, launch, and promote your own online courses. Today I am so excited to have a fantastic guest, Jordi from Cinecom, who is an instructor on Udemy and Skillshare. But what I'm really excited about is he is a master at YouTube. He has a channel that has over 1.4 million subscribers right now. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, there's going to be a lot more. He teaches similar topics as I do, such as video, visual effects, lots of cool stuff. So I'm sure this is going to be a great conversation. My co-host Jeremy Deegan is not in the house tonight, but I am just happy to be here with Jordy. So uh, welcome. Welcome to the show, Jordy. Hi, Phil. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super excited because I've kind of, I've seen you uh, just popping up on Udemy as a, yeah. uh, com competitor, but also just co you know, person in this field of yeah. teaching video production, animation skills, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's kind of cool to finally talk in person. Yeah, likewise. I, I've seen your courses popping up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I've been really doing cool. it. I've been doing it a lot. Um, but I feel like you've done a great job with YouTube, which we're going to focus on. But yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into just doing what you do right now, which is teaching people these skills. Yeah, I think it, it kind of started out as a, as a hobby uh, when I was uh, just in school. Uh, I was kind of teaching myself how to edit because back then there was nothing to be found. It was in the very early stages of uh, YouTube. And I believe that uh, the very first Premiere tutorial came from me on uh, YouTube. Wow. Um, and it kind of exploded. Back then, it got half a million views, which in the early days of YouTube was a lot. You know, that was a, was a, was a viral. And then I kind of felt like, hey, maybe this is a market. Or I mean, back then, it was like, hey, I can reach people. I mean, I wasn't thinking about selling stuff back then. I was just thinking about, wow, I can create videos that people watch. And there it kind of started. Um, when I went to film school, um, the film school itself was kind of um, like like pushing me uh, back from it. Like uh, they weren't really into me uh, teaching online. They didn't saw that as something that a filmmaker should do. You know, uh -huh. I should I should be in, in, in television. I should be on on a film set. You know, <laughs> I hear. Um, so yeah, I think they'll say that. Um, so so there I kind of. Uh, stopped doing that thing on YouTube or, or in generally online uh, until I graduated. And then I was like, all right, and where should I start now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, funny enough, uh, the moment I graduated, um, a company by the name of Tuts Plus uh, and Vato um, mm -hmm. reached out to me. They saw my tutorials and they asked if I wanted to make courses for them. And I think there the whole journey started. Um, I was making courses for Tuts Plus. I was getting paid for it. I was like, ha, I'm getting paid. And the other guys from my classes, they were still doing internships after they were graduated. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wow. So were they, I, I know Tuts Plus, but were they, how was that like revenue split? Because that was before Udemy.com was around yep. and everything. So, and I probably learned a lot of what I learned on Premiere Pro and After Effects from Tuts Plus. Uh, I probably watched some of your videos without <laughs> even knowing that I did back then. But what was like the revenue split with that? Were they selling individual courses or, or how did it work? Was it similar to how Udemy is? Uh, no, they actually paid you completely upfront. 
So okay. it was like one fixed price. They uh, gave you that. And yeah, if they would make more profit off your course, then good for them. Yeah. If they didn't, then bad for them, you know, but yeah. that, that was for, for, for me, what that was something uh, incredible because you start out, you start becoming a free freelancer and you have nothing, yeah. you know, you have to start from the ground up. If you have your first customer, you know, paying you every month. And I think when they, they were my, uh, they had more, I think around 60 or 70% of my year income was from, was from Tuts Plus. Wow. Um, so that was tremendous. It wasn't much, <laughs> I have to say that. But as a starter, yeah. it was incredibly valuable. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I could yeah. totally relate with, you know, going to film school. And after film school, a lot of my friends, they went the route of, yeah, just focusing on working on sets and doing that. But um, I fell into this world of online video, which ended up being me teaching online as well. So yeah. how did you end up on, on Udemy and, and Skillshare? Was that just, um, was it, yeah, like what was the transition from Tuts Plus to Udemy? Um, well, it, when I was teaching at Tuts Plus, um, I started out, so you actually have this manager there, um, a manager that controls uh, like a bunch of, uh, instructors, um, they listen to what you teach and then they, they, they guide you through your craft while making these courses. And I had multiple managers. They kept changing and changing. And suddenly I had a manager that I don't think he liked me that, that much. Um, suddenly, and I was making a course every month and suddenly I was making one course. It took six months. Because he kept asking for changes, like stupid things like, hey, can you wear a different T-shirt color after I've recorded like the entire course, you know, and he kept asking changes. And eventually I was able to get the course done. I was getting paid. And um, suddenly he said, like, well, we don't want to work with you anymore. Out of nothing, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and it's like, like, why? And he said, like, well, uh, we don't want to focus anymore on the video courses. That was his answer. I was like, I, I don't think so, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it, it was kind of the future, but, um, yeah, it, I, I, I didn't have a leg to stand on. I'm not sure if that is a correct English, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying, yeah. uh, so I just quit there. Um, so that was suddenly like a very big amount of, um, I said, like a year income, mm -hmm. uh, falling away. Um, so, uh, from that point, I was actually focusing a lot on getting clients in, uh, just doing corporate videos, commercials, yeah. et cetera. But it was so hard, you know, getting those clients. I was always freelancing, like doing camera work or something for someone else. And suddenly I had to look for my own clients mm -hmm. um, to get money in. Uh, and then I thought like, why? well, I kind of have this experience of courses. You know, I, 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 I kind of feel like I'm good at it. Can I just sell it myself then? I mean, if they can sell it, I, I can sell it too. Uh, and so that is how I came to Udemy through some Googling. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, like, hey, this is a platform where I can sell my courses. Let's try it. Let's make another Premiere course and put it on there and then see if I can get the same re revenue as with Tuts Plus, nice. which wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah. So when you launched that first course, which was your Premiere yeah. Pro course, right? Yeah. Um, and that was like four or five years ago, maybe. Something, yeah. 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 So when you launched that, did you have an audience? Had you been continuing with YouTube or did you have a website or anything or, or where you promoted that to or, or how did that work? 
Well, um, that is, that's actually where Cinecam.net started my website, which was back then a, a WordPress website with a learning management system on it. So with this, uh, with a template on it, uh, which I would use to sell my courses. So it was just purely that. Um, but I didn't have an audience because I was kind of doing YouTube, but my audience wasn't big. And because of Tuts Plus, I wasn't making much content anymore. Um, so then I suddenly realized like, hey, I can't sell courses if I don't have an audience. <laughs> you know? um, and I suck at, at words and, and all that kind of SEO and internet mm -hmm. selling stuff. Um, I, I have no experience in that, in that field. So um, I thought, well, maybe I should go back to YouTube and, and, and try sell my courses there. Yeah. So uh, I was making promo videos for YouTube and saying, hey, buy my course, buy my course. Nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> because you need to have this connection. You need, you need to have an audience mm -hmm. uh, before you can start selling. Do, do you remember how many subscribers you had at that time? Um, I think it was around 8,000, 10,000, somewhere there. Okay. Wow. So yeah, you've had like crazy growth the past few years, which is, which is awesome. So, so now we get to YouTube. So you kind of focus, realize you want to focus on YouTube. So I remember watching a video. I don't know if it was way back when of yours on YouTube, but definitely at some point in the past couple of years or two to three years, you like made a video where you were like, you got your new studio or like the first studio or something. And you were like, we're really going to focus on this. Like talk about like, ha like, yeah, I guess you realize you need uh, to have like an audience that trusts you, that cares about you. Like why, why YouTube versus, you know, a blog or, or something else like the, the space of video creation was actually already pretty competitive on YouTube at that time. I mean, it's even more competitive now. There's so many people yeah. teaching photography, video skills on YouTube. But like, I guess like, why, like what made you feel like you could actually succeed at YouTube even though it was already pretty crowded? Yeah. Um, I, the thing is that, that I have like no experience when it comes down to <clears throat> uh, online marketing or presenting yourself. Um, I have, I've not, I've not gone to business school. I don't know anything about it. So I just knew YouTube was a platform. Um, I just made videos on there. <laughs> I didn't yeah. thought with it. So I, I, I didn't even knew the com the competition on, on, on the platform. I, mm. I, I knew uh, film riots. That was the only creator probably. And Andrew Kramer, yeah. you know, those two guys I was following and was lo looking up to. Um, for the rest, I didn't knew the existence of anyone else probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess like, I mean, you've learned so much over YouTube uh, over the past several years, but like what, what, what made your channel so successful? Do you think, um, for the, for the big part, I wouldn't know. <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah it's still something that that we struggle with a lot uh today as well um to how how to keep getting views it, it's a daily struggle mm -hmm. um back then I, I was just making videos i mm -hmm. i have no idea what i was doing uh subscribers were gaining views were gaining i had no a clue how that come or or what the reason was to it mm -hmm. um 
And I think it was at at around 50,000 subscribers, which was three years ago or something, mm-hmm. um, were uh, actually um, Planet 5D, the, the websites. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the guy behind it, which is uh, Mitch Ogner, he introduced me to his ad manager um, because he said like, hey, Jordy, you have an audience. You know, you can run ads on this thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... Um, he actually introduced me to his ad manager and uh, that ad manager told me like, hey, yeah, let's try something for a company called Videoblocks. You know, no, yeah. it's Storyblocks. Uh, one of our greatest sponsors right now still. And um, there, I think at that point, this world kind of opened up for me. I, 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 I kind of uh, got, got the inside of, okay, this could actually be something, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think from that moment, I was thinking more about content strategy when we had 50,000 subscribers. And it was also at that point where I realized, like, maybe let's hire someone. And I, I hired Janik, my first employee. Mm. Um, he's working full-timer now. Um, back then, it was a huge risk. Um, I, I, I was giving my wage to him, actually. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I, I kind of felt that, were, that there was something in it. I had to spend more time, time on YouTube. Uh, but again, still doing uh, corporate vid- videos, commercials, and all that kind of stuff. Like doing the, the two stuff, uh, mm-hmm. the two things at the same time. Um, and from there, we're kind of... But beginning, it, it was still like, like what would people want to see? You know, just kind of, kind of thinking out of, out of the box. You know, doing tips and tricks. We can. What can we tell about camera work, audio work, editing? And I think after we got our big growth, uh, I think hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. It was at that point we were thinking more of um, how can we grow this channel to be really big. Yeah. Um, and we were learning like, like basic things actually, like for example, trends. And I think trends was, was the biggest thing that worked for us. Mm-hmm. If there is a trend, jump on that trend train and, <laughs> and do something with it because people will find it because it's a trend. So what's an example of that? Uh, I think our first, let's say viral, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a real viral, but in, in our niche, it's a viral maybe. Yeah. Um, the Bruno Mars video came out, uh, what was the name of it again? Where is dance? Uh, that that's what I that's what I like. It's the is the yeah. name of the song, and uh, we thought like maybe let's recreate that that effect. It's a trend. Let's mm-hmm. do that. So I had Janik in my studio doing the doing the dance uh-huh. thing, and I was explaining in a tutorial, a long tutorial, like how to recreate that effect, and it had tons of views because it was also getting traffic in from people that were just dancing in general. They weren't filmmakers, they were yeah. dancers and they wanted to make their own dance video and they came to our channel because mm. of that. Mm. And it's there where we kind of saw this thing opening up like, oh, okay, let's just jump on these trends. Yeah. You know, every trend has a different audience. We can we can reach that audience through the trend. That's, that's and cool. we've been doing that ever since now. We have that series on YouTube called Copycat Friday, where we recreate the visual effects from music videos and films. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great piece of advice for, for anybody listening is, yeah. uh, I mean, definitely like think about trends, but also just think about trying to bring in an audience that is maybe related to your own audience, but... Yeah 
isn't the exact audience somehow. And that could yeah. be through, through like a trend or something like that. So that's really yeah. cool. Um, something else you mentioned that I know a lot of online course creators are, are also interested in is you mentioned hiring your assistant Janik. And so like at that time, what was he doing for you when you first hired him? Why, why did you, you need to hire someone at that time? This episode and all of our episodes are sponsored by the Online Course Masters Academy, the one and only place you need to become an online course master yourself. With over two dozen courses that tackle every aspect of running a successful online course business, a private community of students like you, and bonuses like live office hours and webinar trainings, we've built the Online Course Masters Academy for anyone creating their very first online course and for anyone more advanced looking to increase their business and brand. Visit onlinecoursemasters.com academy to join today. At that time, I was kind of, uh, I had kind of my hands full on being uh, a camera guy or, or freelancer. So working for corporate, so making corporate videos, uh, shooting commercials and et cetera. Um, and I felt like, like it, it's going pretty good. You know, my business, I, I wasn't working uh, full time, but if you're independent, you're always working, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I kind of had my, my hands full, full with that. And I had a good wage at that point. And I felt like YouTube, if I, if I wanted to do, it, uh, do this, I had to be consistent. So yeah. I had to upload every week or, or set a specific date. And I was afraid that, that I wasn't able to do that if, um, if I would keep doing this by, by myself. Yeah. And also, you know, if, if you're making courses, if you're explaining something about, about the camera or lighting, you always need someone with you. You, mm-hmm. you need a, a talent to stand where you can put lights on. Yeah. So it, was, yeah. it was always hard to just find someone. Uh, my uh, girlfriend would usually help help out, but she was also working. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't so, so easy. So that's why I chose him to help out. And back in that, uh, back in those early days, uh, days, days <laughs> we were kind of just doing the same thing, uh, both, both of us. So if there was a commercial that we had to shoot, both of us would go there and shoot mm-hmm. so that we could have that done uh, quicker so that we can make a video together for YouTube. And then I would uh, do the camera work and then he would do the camera work and then I would do the editing. He would do the sound, you know, would do, yeah. just switch all the time. You know? So we didn't really had roles back then. Yeah. And was this like a friend or how did you find him to, to hire him? Um, I basically put up an, uh, I would say that, um, a vacature. No, that's not an English word. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you say that? Like, like this paper, like a yeah, job description, like a flyer or something. Yeah, a flyer or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can send that here in Belgium. You have this this um, or, or, or organization uh, for work. So uh-huh. they have this this database of everyone is looking for work. Uh-huh. So I just send it to them and. Um, they would look for someone. Okay. Um, so that's like a pretty... They well, actually didn't found anyone through their system. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Funny enough, Janik actually, um, um, uh, I had to say that, um, went to my to my nephew, who I, I was working with together in the same building. He does graphical design. Uh-huh. And he, he applied for a job there, but he wasn't looking for anyone. And he said, "Well, maybe you want to work at at, at my at my nephew. Then uh, uh-huh. he was doing video work. I know it's different, 
but maybe you would like doing that. Huh. Oh, <laughs> so funny. he wasn't even applying for uh, Cinecom. Okay, <laughs> he didn't wow. even knew the existence of Cinecom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. it was it was accidental. Yeah, crazy. So, um, well, really, that yeah, that's really interesting. I think a lot of people, course creators, struggle. I mean, I struggle with that. Is how do I, you know, get help because I have. Yeah. I, I, I don't have enough time anymore. I had kids last year. I have two twin boys. They're one year old, ah, almost one year old. Thank you. And uh, that's why I'm sick right now because <laughs> they got sick and then I got <laughs> sick. Um, so I have a very limited amount of time. And I've always thought, man, it would be cool to like have someone that worked for me full time that I could just like at any yeah. point, just tell them what to do. It, at that time when you hired Janik, did you have a studio of your own or where were you guys working together? Uh, that was at my nephew's building. So he's a graphical designer okay. and he had an office space uh, with an extra desk and he had this empty room in the back. Okay. Um, so, so there was room um, because I can imagine if you're working from home and you have to hire someone and yeah. place in your home, you know, yeah, uh, it's kind of strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. And so with your YouTube channel, you mentioned, you know, experimenting with the ads um, and sponsorships before that. Did you have like just the YouTube ads on and were you making money from those at all? I did had ads on, but uh, I think in in our niche, um, if you get like 100,000 views on a video, that is already a lot in our niche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and YouTube looks just purely at those views and then the CPM and I still don't, still don't know everything of it, yeah. but, uh, I wasn't making much. No, okay. I think at, at peak times I would have 200 bucks a month. Uh huh. Yeah. So I uh, put, put the taxes off from there and I would have a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> turn that into euros. That is like 80 euros. <laughs> yeah. Janik, and I'll be at, uh, minus, uh, 2000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. So it wasn't much now. And then, so back to the online courses, like at this time you had the premier pro course. I don't know what the timeline was with your other courses, but were you making money from, from Udemy or Skillshare? Or I don't know if you have your courses anywhere else right now as well. Yeah. Uh, Udemy and Skillshare are the only two places, yeah. um, basically because I, 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 I still don't know and I also don't have much time to do all of the online sales thing. Yeah. I kind of feel sometimes that I'm missing out a lot that I should put, put my name on, on a lot of platforms. But if you don't know much about it and I mean, I'm, 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 I'm feel myself more as a creator. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I just don't know anything about it, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's good to be honest stuff, about right? that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I mean, U, U, Udemy was a great start. Uh, it was, of course, rising. Like every month, I was earning a little bit more and more and more. And then, um, uh, Skill Feet came out from uh, Shutterstock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like the first instructor there, or one of the first. And then it just kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Skillshare came out and I was also one of the first instructors there. I was like, man, maybe let's, let's try it. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, I was earning maybe two bucks from it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like, yeah, I just have my courses up there. You know, every ex- extra penny is, is useful. Yeah. And uh, then it started growing and growing and growing. And they also have now this um, top teacher program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in that program now. Um, and they have been helping me tremendously choosing top. It's kind of, again, like, like touch plus, you know, yeah. kind of having my own manager there. And 
since then, I've been really focusing on Skillshare and I've kind of seen Udemy as, uh, yeah, I got, I got my courses on there and if it sells, it's nice, but yeah, I want to focus on Skillshare and it has been going great. Um, That's interesting. Skillshare. That's good to hear. Yeah. So you're, I'm assuming you're making more money on Skillshare there than compared to Udemy right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, because I think for most people who are on both platforms, it's the opposite. But I've also seen Skillshare increasing a lot lately. And I mean, they're doing so much with a lot of influencers in terms of getting people to promote Skillshare. So I, I think it is a great, a lot of people, it's so weird. A lot of people in the Udemy universe bash Skillshare because I get it that it's not for every type of course. It is more artsy creative, but it is definitely a viable option for a lot of people. And I'm sure they're continuing to expand to other topics as well. Um, in terms of, can you share like in terms of how much money you're making on Skillshare versus like your YouTube channel is like your main bread and butter, the courses, or is it sponsorships and other things that you're doing mostly with YouTube? Uh, it's kind of a mix. Uh, I would say it's, it's roughly 50, 50. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. good. I mean, that's pretty cool to know though, because like I, I've had my YouTube channel for, you know, seven years now and I've just slowly kind of like you just been putting out stuff but I I think I'm stuck where you were like four or five years ago where I'm just putting out content I'm not doing consistently I passed 100,000 subscribers this year which is really exciting but it's also like the trajectory and growth of my channel has like just been stagnant but it's a conscious decision that I'm like I I could focus full-time on YouTube and try to get it to to grow but for me, my courses are doing so well and that's kind of what I'm focusing on. But then it's like back to what you're talking about. It's like, I have to learn, the, I've had to learn all the marketing. That's yeah. what I do most of the time now is like yeah. marketing and growing an audience and that kind of stuff, which I've actually enjoy. I enjoy now, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, man, I just want to get back to like doing cool YouTube tutorials that I like. <laughs> But yeah. it's like this balance of time. So, and like, yeah, it's what really I, a decision. Yeah. I think also I, I don't put up much courses. I, I try my best to put up four courses a year, mm-hmm. but usually it's only two, maximum three. Yeah. Um, because I, I would also not want to go. It, it, I'm kind of my, 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 I wouldn't say quantity, <laughs> but if I would put a name on to, onto it, the quantity is on YouTube for me. Yeah. And my quality is on the courses. Yeah. Um, so, um, on, on YouTube, we're doing uh, two videos a week consistently, and we're focusing more and more on entertainment, just mm-hmm. just just reaching an audience there, just making fun videos. And with these courses, it's the whole opposite. You know, I'm 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 trying to figure out the the, the best available uh, ed, the best educational value mm-hmm. uh, to put in my courses, but also to bring out something unique, like something that isn't out there. Yeah. Um, like for example, with my After Effects course, I dressed myself up as this mad scientist. Yeah, I watched the I promo video. These, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would do these experiments, you know, where I uh, where stuff would explode in my laboratory. You know? Yeah. But it are all After Effects things, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I really try to be different on, on there. Like, like, I don't want to like without many courses, like, like I do on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I, really I, just make, make a few. I get it. And I'll include for anyone listening, 
if you want inspiration for how to put together a high quality course and specifically a promo video, I'll include links to his profile on Udemy or Skillshare um, and specifically the After Effects course at um, onlinecoursemasters.com slash 91 for this episode's show notes because uh, yeah, there's it's a pretty cool one. And like you said, you're definitely separating yourself from your competitors, which include me. I mean, I have an yeah. After Effects class, but like... I, it's not as creative or if I was a student, you know, I'd be looking at both of them and I'd be like, oh, well, Jordy's seems like so much more fun. So I'm going to probably get Jordy's. Um, uh, well, at the same time, we don't have much coverage. Uh, yeah. Like we have got this one After Effects course, one Premiere and one DSLR and then one mini lighting course. And yeah. that is like, those are like the bigger pillars, but uh, don't ask me about an animation course and, and yeah. a Photoshop course. No, yeah. I mean, we don't have that, you know, yeah. so. But you could though, probably. You probably could teach those yeah. topics, right? Yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah, but you're not focusing on that. So, interesting. So, um, man, so back to YouTube. I, I think that's really what my, I want to share. Any last tips with... Uh, so, I'll ask a few more questions while I have you just because my audience sure. is... Um, always interested in using other platforms like YouTube to grow their brand so that yeah. it can help their online courses. I mean, if someone doesn't have that much time and isn't going to focus on YouTube the way that you do, like what's like the, I don't know, are there like essential things we should be doing in terms of like choosing topics? I mean, you mentioned trend, you know, following the trends, trying yeah. to do do that kind of thing. But is there anything else with just like the style of video what we should be doing in the are you doing like any tricks in terms of like asking people to subscribe in any creative way or giving doing giveaways or any other things like that that have worked um i've never i mean very occasionally i would ask to subscribe uh and i i, I mainly do that because i i hear that from from other people saying like hey you should ask your audience to hit that subscribe button yeah <laughs> but I, I actually we we kind of never do that yeah. um we just make a fun video and i think if it's a, if it's a fun video that people want to watch more they will subscribe yeah uh and then the, the i think the most important thing on YouTube is content. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we, we had the days of clickbait. It's kind of coming back a little bit now, but YouTube is looking at watch time. If you want to score on YouTube, mm -hmm. you have to hook up people. And there are no tricks for, for that. Uh, I mean, there's a little trick in the thumbnail and title, you know, because yeah. you have to get the audience. Mm -hmm. But if your video is literally uh, clickbait, mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it lacks content, the people won't watch your video. Yeah. Uh, but if you have good content, the people will watch. And uh, to make it easy, I don't think that good content always means um, great editing or, or uh, visual effects and, and, and a great studio and a great background and anything. No, it's, it's what you, it's, it's the story that you bring over. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, um, <laughs> I think a great example of it is, is Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, of course he makes great edits and everything, but he also has a ton of videos where he just sits behind his desk <laughs> yeah. and he talks about one specific thing. Yeah. And we're always mad at that. Like, why, how does he do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the way he tells it and, and what he says yeah. is, is good content. Yeah. I hear so, you. Yeah. It's, it works. It's funny. Like, and people just, I feel like once you 
hop on the bandwagon of like Peter McKinnon, which I have and I'm subscribed and I, it's like whatever his video is, I watch it and it, it could just be like him making coffee today where yeah. like, you know, I subscribe because he like taught me some cool photo tricks, some yeah. cool editing tricks. But like now I'm watching videos of him like riding his jet ski and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, like you, you kind of have to like, you know, once people like get in your community, you got to f- fulfill their desire for more and more yeah. and more. And sometimes you just don't have enough ideas for new new topics. Like, I guess that's another question is like nowadays, like wh- how are you coming up with new topics aside from the um, copycat Fridays, like yeah. just other tutorials and things. Do you have a, like a long list that you just pick from or how are you guys coming up with new topics now? Um, topics, uh, are, are super hard. I think one of the hardest things, <laughs> um, I, I, when, when I started, I've, I've always said to myself, I, when I, whenever I make a video, I want it to be unique mm-hmm. or at least like a big part. Um, like if it's not on YouTube yet, then that is something that I want to create. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've always been trying to, to do that. Um, and it, it gets really hard because indeed, uh, I, I also think that everything has been created now, Yeah. but, uh, there are always like different ways to, to, to tell it and to give value. Uh, for example, what I do is, um, like, for example, uh, we did a, a, a green screen tutorial, uh, a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. and I, I also felt like everything has been thought about green screens. I mean, yeah. what else could you <laughs> say about green screens? Yeah. Um, but then I, I started looking online and I came across these channels that didn't have much subscribers and views. Uh, but these were, this was from someone who worked in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, who, who was a cinematographer working with green screens for years. And he shared some very valuable tips, which were pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of took those tips, but of course I would also mention his name and I would put a link in the description to yeah. his channel. We always do that. We would never steal content from, from anyone. Yeah. Um, cause we, we, we find that very important. Um, we see a lot of people steal from us. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'd also never do that with someone else. I don't think anyone likes that. Yeah. Um, and I think that is also kind of fresh content, a, a, a fresh video because you're kind of taking out very good value, uh, points from, the web and you mm-hmm. kind of link to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're creating a, a collection of, 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 okay, well, we haven't seen those five tips together yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of um, cool. So it's kind of focusing again on some, on some, on, on a new uh, audience because we weren't talking about how to uh, keep your green screen wrinkle free or how to light it because yeah. you know, that is basic stuff. We, we yeah. see that everywhere. Um, but we were talking about the exposure level of your green screen. Mm-hmm. You know, have you thought mm-hmm. about that yet? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, more advanced stuff. Um, and, and, and we always keep doing that. Always try to find a way, um, to be unique. It's not yeah. always that hard. Sometimes we just have to if definitely, if we're making lists of five, you know, mm-hmm. five tips of, uh, we can find two or three, mm-hmm. uh, which are fresh. And then, then the other two is like, oh, what else can we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just go for for these two tips then that yeah. everyone uh, <laughs> has already talked about a, a zillion times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so is it just yeah. you and Janik still, or do you have more team team members at this point? Uh, Lorenzo also joined. Um, he joined about a year ago. Nice. And the ad manager, um, he's still with us. 
Cool. So, um, and so the yeah. ad manager, is that just working with sponsorships or what's that? What's yeah, he does, he does, uh, all the sponsorships for YouTube. Okay. So is he going out and finding those sponsorships or and yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both. Yeah. So he finds the sponsors, but he's really, um, he's an ad manager who has been working for, I think 20 years or more in mm-hmm. the film industry. So yeah. that makes it really interesting. He knows all the film brands. Ah, um, got it. So uh, he also goes to NEB and all to talk to the brands there, build up relationships. Mm-hmm. And that makes it really interesting. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he's also doing this from a passion um, with with the film industry. You, you, you really feel that. Yeah. Uh, he's never pushing me like, hey, we got another... Uh, brand that i don't care about uh, you know yeah. no, it's really building up these relationships looking for quality products mm-hmm. uh, for us um yeah which is which is which makes the collaboration really really great nice so like what's the plan for the next few years in terms of continuing to go cine- grow cinecom and with courses like you got any big plans or is it kind of just stay the course and keep doing what you're doing because it's it's kind of working right now yeah. yeah. At this point, I would say just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I have no idea where I would, would end up with. Because yeah. again, if I, if I look you know, two years ago, I would never have dreamed or never thought that I would sit here in my office or my studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, 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 it's a roller, a roller coaster. Um, so I, I, it, I also find it really hard to imagine where I would be in a year from now. Because yeah. it goes so fast, and I'm, I'm going in all kinds of all kinds of directions. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, the only thing that I can say now is just keep doing what I'm doing, and I think just try to keep my head above the water. Yeah, I say yeah. because uh, when it comes down to income, it still feels really strange. Mm-hmm. You know, normally you would just uh, pick a normal job. You know, <laughs> nine to five, you would get your wage, and that's for the rest of your life. You know. Yeah. Uh, this, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I know what you mean. Sometimes I, come, I, I have like my studio set up in my garage, but sometimes I come out here and I'm like, I just want to work on like an assembly line in a factory. Just like know what I have to do every single day. <laughs> so I'm just tell me what to do. Like yeah. I don't have to be creative at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. have to just think of new that, ways. Just put that mind off for a moment yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but then I know I would not, I would last for yeah, a couple yeah. days and then yeah. I'd be back exactly. here trying to figure out things. Um, yeah. I mean, my a couple of last things um, and then I'll let sure. you go is just like, what you seem like, I could imagine just being so busy. What is like a typical day like for you? Um, I don't know. Do you have like family or anything right now, or just no? Just me and me, me and my girlfriends. Yeah, uh, I'm also not planning to have kids. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that's everyone's personal choice. Yeah, no, for um, sure. They so, take uh, a lot of work. So yeah. <laughs> I learned that this year. <laughs> yeah. It changes everything. So yeah, I mean, I, I like it, but I also, for example, my my niece, I like when she comes over, but I also like to give her back by, yeah. by the end of the day. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's just a choice. Me, me and my girlfriend were both kind of hardworking people, uh, working late. Uh, so that's just kind of her thing now. Yeah. Um, I do feel that, that we both kind of want to go or, or, or want to take more time for, for us. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, maybe traveling is something that we want to do more in the future. Yeah. 
I'm not sure how we can manage that, that all financially because right now to keep this thing running here, the whole Cinecom thing, mm-hmm. I have to be here every day yeah. in the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, my typical day is I, I in the weekends my brain is spinning to think about what to do in the week to come. Yeah. Uh, then when the week comes on Monday, uh, we just come here, we we talk about all right, uh, what are we gonna do now? Yeah. I I constantly have to have to think about what do I have to give to to these two guys here who yeah. are working here? Like, what assignments do I have to give them? Yeah. And I think it kind of feels good to have this this YouTube thing, having these two videos, because we there's always something. But it's really hard. Um, for example, with the copycats, when there is no trend, we're sometimes looking an entire day for a trend. Something. Like, what could we create yeah. an entire day? And, and I kind of feel like that I'm not steering these two guys enough. Or, mm. or and yeah. Because I also feel like with three people here, you you we kind of lost three days. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that, that happens. Uh, so most of the time, that's kind of my day, kind of more managing, yeah. directing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and these two guys do more of the creative sides uh, of everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens, though, when you grow and you become the boss, you you end up just having to be the boss. Um, And that's, I mean, I hired a virtual assistant this year and that's been great. But then it's still like, yeah, every week I'm like trying to figure out what tasks to throw at her because it's, you know, money going going towards her. And I want to make sure that it's actually going to I have a return on my investment yeah, in terms of exactly hiring someone. Yeah. So, but but the way that I kind of been looking at it is, I don't look at. In the beginning, I was looking at it very very much of every hour cost me money. Yeah, but you have to stop thinking hourly. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's one of the biggest mistakes yeah. that that many people make. Stop thinking hourly. Hourly, mm-hmm. uh, even even monthly. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, just look at your year. Yeah. What do you want to accomplish this year? You got a year of time to accomplish specific things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, try to make the amount of money that you want to make in that year, and try to make the creative stuff that you want to make in that year. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it'll come. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes it just needed to lay on your back the entire day. Just yeah. to get some energy back, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. to work the next day for two days, maybe I don't know. Yeah. But just to stop thinking hourly, because um, um, like if you want to want to grow, uh, don't think about your hour rates. No, think about that one project that has or that 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 could bring you something. And it doesn't matter how many time that 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 you spend on that one project. Mm-hmm. You know, just make that project happen. You know. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I always ask my last question is always about just your final or best advice for course creators in terms of creating an online course. Um, most people who listen to the show are just brand new, starting out from scratch. So yeah. um, I'm going to combine that with both YouTube and courses. Like for online course creators, what's like the one thing um, that you would suggest for them in terms of using YouTube to? help grow their business uh, if they're just starting out? Just one last piece of advice, if you have anything, um, just for yeah, yeah. someone starting from scratch. Um, hmm. It's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, if you want to grow on YouTube, you have to put time in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. Was there anything that you found to be successful in terms of actually promoting your courses with YouTube? Have you had success Um, with that? I'd say find, I'd say in the beginning, if you're starting out on YouTube, don't start with selling stuff. Um, You can't sell courses to an audience that doesn't know you. Um, if a company uh, today rises out of nothing and they say like, hey, we've got a smartphone, here it is, buy it. You won't buy it. I mean, you yeah. first want to kind of know that company like, OK, yeah. like what's that smartphone about and, and where do you guys come from? Is it, is it any good? You know, yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. see some tests, you want to see reviews, you know, yeah. a review. Uh, so build an audience first, you know, you know, build. And I think that is one of the most important things is built on a persona. Like be someone that people would like. And again, Peter McKinnon is the great, greatest example of this. Everyone likes that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a model, you know. Yeah. Um, everyone likes him because of his, yeah, his, his, his characteristics, you know, if, if that is a word. Yeah. Um, so you have to work on that. I actually did a, 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 um, a personal coach training to work on my persona. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see it in my in my in my videos. In my in my uh, older videos, I would stand very th- very stiff, and I uh, would just like read the text off my teleprompter as a robot. Yeah. Um, as I was going through my tips, and I was learning more to to be myself. Yeah. Uh, also, don't try to be someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, I see on YouTube again the Peter McKinnon example. A lot of people try to be Peter McKinnon. Don't don't stop doing. It. You can take inspiration from him, but don't. Try to be him. Yeah. Try to find your own persona. Yeah. I and that. that is important. That is super important. And eventually, that's something that, that I uh, found out that when I started to change, we were actually losing subscribers mm. uh, because people suddenly started to see who I actually am. Mm. And a lot of people didn't like that. <laughs> mm. But at the same time, more people came to Cinecom or subscribed to Cinecom because they finally saw who I actually am. They would subscribe more easily because they were subscribing to a persona and not to a channel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so work on that. And if you then say like, hey guys, you all know who I am, right? Well, I actually, actually I'm also making courses. No, maybe check them out. Yeah. That would sell way easily, way more easily. Um, and, you know, you can, you can kind of... Um, it, it works the same as on any social platform. If you do Instagram, Twitter, or anything else, you know, just be yourself. You know, don't be afraid to to you know say a word that 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 you shouldn't say. You know, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say, it, say it here on the yeah. podcast. But the good examples, for example, also PewDiePie. You know, you yeah. would say that the F word (laughs) multiple times, but it creates a persona around. I I feel like, like it's genuinely him, you know, because he said he's, he's not holding himself back. He's not thinking I shouldn't say that because you know, that is not what, what a brand should say. You know, brands are always careful. Just don't be careful, you know, Yeah. or or, or just put put a bit of beep under it. You know, we also say the F word often, but because we also have a younger audience, um, I do uh, keep that a little bit of mind. So we do also put a beep under it. Yeah. But people know what the word is anyways. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, so you kind of create this, this more connection with your audience. Just be yourself. You know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, even make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> you know? that. I love that. And I think it Just goes hey, exactly within your courses as well. I think if you're authentic, if it's yeah. not just trying to to sell, 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 that's what yeah. has worked for me. And I think most 
successful people. People can see right through that so easily on YouTube or whether it's an online course or whatever. People just see right through that. So yeah, I think that's great advice. So Jordy, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and yeah, definitely. just sharing. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, um, we'll include links to your website, cinecom.net, your YouTube channel, courses on the show notes at onlinecoursemasters.com slash 91. Anywhere else that we should send people to that, that we should connect you with or anything? Buy my courses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link to your courses for sure. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll link to your courses. Definitely that After Effects one just to share that promo video and everything else. So everyone listening, thank you again for being here. Um, and we'll see you next week. As always, make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, yeah, to the show. Exactly. Uh, leave a review. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another interview. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, make sure you check out onlinecoursemasters.com for show notes, to enroll in our academy, and to join a free community of fellow course creators who can help you out. Also, if you're brand new to teaching online, check out our free five-day course creation challenge. It's the perfect way to jumpstart your online course business. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your support for the show. Now it's time to get to work. So go make some online courses and help us teach the world.